Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Are we allowed to do Canadian films? Is that legal? We've done it before. Wow. We've done some Canadian films. All right. Hopefully they won't come for us. You know, as they do. I hope not. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Atunajat, The Fast Runner. We are going to butcher so many names. From one of the oldest cultures on Earth comes a film of tremendous accomplishment and grace. It is a journey unlike any you've traveled. A motion picture unlike any you've seen. A film Roger Ebert calls an astonishing epic film. The Fast Runner. I know. I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. But yes. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. A little uh, bit. I apologize a little bit. but <laughs> I apologize <laughs> but yeah. a little bit. We'll do our best. I mean, uh, I, you know, it's not like, it's not weird that we're going to, we're going to uh, butcher names. Um, but from here on, I will call him Atunajat because I'm almost certain that's how you say the main character's that's, name. That's what, yeah, that's pretty much how. Um, everybody was saying it in the movie. Yes. Um, first of all, big old thank you to Steven. Steven, Steven. is our Patreon producer. Thank you, Who Steven. had us watch this movie. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, much appreciated because I had seen this movie already. I had seen it 20 years ago. And it was one of those movies that I was fascinated by when I saw it. But it's, it's hard to track down. It's currently only on Apple, Apple. iTunes. yeah. And um, I think you you can obviously get it on, you know, on the DVDs and the Blu-rays. Uh, this isn't a, um, this isn't actually like a, it's it's a small movie, but it's not a not famous movie. Um, no, I remember when this came, I didn't see it, but I remember when this came out because it was like, a, it like swept Khan, didn't it? Well, maybe yeah, it, did, maybe it didn't sweep it Khan. Is. But. It's, it's in um, Anaktitut, I believe is the language, and it's the first feature film in that language. Um, it is. It was the highest grossing movie in, in Canada when it came out. Um, in that year, I mean. Sorry, not of all time or anything like that. Right. But yeah, it was a big indie hit. It was done through... However, you know how other countries like... Actually like movies. subsidize and finance the arts, yeah. Yeah, they had to beg for it though because of racism. Um, because uh, Canada... Well, because Canada like didn't... Um, they didn't prioritize like what what the director says is that they weren't prioritizing like you know indigenous tribe type of stuff and was yeah. going more for like other canadian stories um yeah this was shot in 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 northern ass canadia like in an area that like you know people don't film things um right some and it, history and it takes place like 2000 years ago i think 
It does. Yes. It's, it's a story, um, of, uh, two brothers. It's from writings on a, a journal of Captain George Lyon, according to what I, Oh. What I uh, looked at from 1821. Okay. Um, it's an Inuit story. They say it's about five centuries old. Uh, part of getting this made, the director had to kind of push it as a documentary, which is funny because it's not It's not a documentary, technically. But I get like a docu-drama. what he was going for. It's like a docudrama. Yeah, but it's also his, it takes place... In the past, so yeah, it's yeah, like a historical it's, reenactment. Right, it says it um, takes place at the dawn of the first millennium. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So it's not quite... It's, uh, um, several hundred years ago. Uh, yeah. I, I have 2,000, not quite. About 1,000, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah just going into it, yeah, the crew was um, 90% Inuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they filmed it in 1999. Um, the sun was always up, so that wasn't a problem. They used natural light. Uh, no, no real big crew to speak. I mean, there is some, obviously some. Which, yeah, and which know. was neat in the in the credits the sequence credits. where they were showing you some of the how they filmed some of the shots, and it was pretty cool, including a animatronic uh, walrus. Which I was like, where the fuck was that? I guess they um, cut the walrus out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was shot on digital camera, and I imagine that has to do with the fact that fucking i i wouldn't want to load film in this environment it might not work um, like i don't i don't know the technical but i i'm i'm certain using digital um in 1999 it was still pretty new but i'm sure using digital cameras was like the most efficient solution for a production yeah. like this it was shot in iglulik i believe it's what it's called it's uh northern canada it's a small town with a big inuit prop population the filmmakers were saying that they basically camped because it was, um, they just moved around camped into the middle of nowhere where there's no lo- roads or, or anything happening. And they would just wait for the weather to be good and basically then run and fucking shoot. Because, uh, you know, this was a hell of an environment. Um, yeah. It's a hell of a production. It really you know? is. Yeah. Even though it's like handheld digital shots and really kind of feels like. Especially with some with certain shots, like certain sequences, really does feel like you're watching a movie that your friends made. It just in terms yeah. of like the quality of the film, but it's in this every shot is in this like impossible, gorgeous end of the world landscape. It's fascinating. The movie to me is fascinating because it's it's this combination of yeah, this epic landscape. Um, this this and kind very of an epic authentic. story. Like it's like it's like an, yeah. it's like an historical epic. It's it's about yeah. like a couple of generations of two different families fighting, basically. Yeah, an authentic uh, tribe uh, like reenactment. Like they of course uh, consulted elders and stuff. And obviously, again, everybody's Inuit. Everybody. Um, so for that reason, by the way, animals are harmed in the making of this movie. Um, yeah, they hunt. They they you don't, yeah. well you don't so, see any of the hunting you see him dive at a rabbit and then he picks a dead rabbit so I like I don't yeah. they don't film they don't film them killing animals they do film them beating the shit out of their dogs though yes they they make the bad guy beat his dogs but they just affect they do that effect by just having him do it yeah and it's like he just Jesus beats the shit Christ. out of his dogs yeah yeah um uh, they did yeah. they did in fact kill the animals for this but they said that they 
did all the like Inuit traditional like they used the bodies the same way. Oh, uh, you, you can tell yeah. that because he's coming back with all this, and they're, they're like really prepping skins and really prepping meat. Yeah. Like they obviously did go hunt and kill animals. They just don't show it. I was being clear. It's not like oh yeah, it's like cannibal holocaust. No, but there's a level of trigger warnings. Like the the dog For abuse sure. is, the, is the upsetting. Dog abuse. There is a rape scene. It's it's there is it's pretty quick and it's not gratuitous, but it's there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely not gratuitous, but it's part of the story that they're the story. telling, yeah, right? It is. Um, it is. I want to talk about. They did deviate from the story in a way that I think is very interesting. Uh, the basic does he story, um, does he kill everybody at the end? Is that the difference? Yes. I yeah. th- I thought that might have been it because that's like the traditional ending. So I really liked the way this movie ends. Like it kind of takes me a curve. too. Yeah. Yeah. How did you like this movie? It's it's. I actually liked this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. It's a little rough. Right? Like it's three hours long, so it's a little slow in some parts. Not not terribly, um, because there's always something happening. It jumps around in time a lot, which is a little confusing early on. Yes, uh, they and there's and tell you. There's also some stuff with the language. Like they seem to use brother and sister pretty loosely. So uh, yes. I, I think they just mean like tribe mate or family member when they say that. So it like some of the relationships were a little confusing at first until like the movie. Per- it's like, oh, OK, that's his wife. That's she's their grandmother. Like I started to understand what all the relationships were. So there was, it was a little confusing at first. But um, yeah, overall, I really liked it. I could have done without the beating the dog. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah I agree. I think there are but things like, this film he, could have done differently. I don't want to like. like what are you going to do? It's like it's a. I don't know. It's again. Here's what's interesting about this movie. This movie kind of short circuits your brain because I would say it's not for everyone. Mm-mm, um, mm-mm. Everything you're saying, it's 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 drawn out. Um, it's it probably doesn't need to be this long. Um, it's a little brutal in what it's showing, yeah. but it feels like a documentary because it is also trying to be a documentary. Right. It's really so, showing you how hard it is to live this life. And like, yes. I guess that's, I'm disappointed with the dog beating and I don't like it, but I understand why it occurs. I hope I don't get a lot of shit for that. But like, basically what I mean is like, this is such an extreme set of conditions to live in. And, uh, you know, apart from, you know, you just want to say it's a cultural thing, but like, it's such an extreme set of conditions and you have to, they have to train like huge groups of dogs to, to survive. So I don't know how else you do that quickly and efficiently without violence and whips. It's in two two scenes. Yeah. It's in two scenes and it's not, again, I'm not going to defend it, but it's not like drawn out or like no really he, brutal. He, he kicks the um, dog and hits it with this this the end of the whip and that's that's right it. but it's, yeah it's like it's not a permanent it, in- injury but it, it is also it's jarring like, when it happens yeah it is and again in the in the sense of a documentary it's like it's kind of like an apocalypse now when they they kill the cow exactly which is like there is a cultural well, this aspect is, this is the culture um, and like i understand it's unflinching yeah is the idea yes um and it's sort of a, it's definitely a conversation to be had. Well, and here, not, right? yeah, of course. It's, yeah, I don't approve of or support violence against any creature. Um, right. But I understand there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, <clears throat> there's a lot of context here. <laughs> right. And that's why I'm saying this movie isn't really for anybody or everybody. It's more of like, um, 
I mean, it's a good it's a good story, but it's more of a fascinating film than it. I, like for me, like there is one scene that is downright awesome and entertaining and we'll talk about that but for the most part like they aren't particularly great actors some of them are okay yeah, they're all right um, but it's but it and is the movie dwells on showing the reality so it does feel like a right. documentary it is mostly about the the life like this is yeah. what living this lifestyle was like and this is what it cost this is what it took this is we get like a you know they don't belabor it but this they're like this is how communities worked this is how different camps worked um this is like the basic day-to-day stuff this is it so they really are like this could have been a bone dry documentary and it still would have been interesting but it would have been maybe harder to i don't know i think weaving a narrative into it so that we get both um was a really good idea and it really again it short circuits me because the scenes do feel like an indie indie ass film at times where they're just sitting around talking. It's well shot. Mind you, the filmmaker knows what he's doing. It is well but they're shot. They're shooting yeah. on digital. They don't have lights. And again, it's not because this was like a over a million dollars to make this movie, but that's mostly because of where they are. You know what I mean? Like all the money that you would normally use for like equipment, <laughs> uh, they're using to just shoot in this ridiculously unobtainable location yeah. right um it's the, and so it's the edge of the earth man like it's really right. hard to live there yeah and so for that reason like it has this vibe of like it's just like a an indie film yeah but then it's shot in like a lord of the rings location <laughs> and then it's and then it's also authentic like a documentary so at times i like forgot what i was watching um from scene to scene um and yeah, so there would again, be there would be there would be scenes where like my brain would lull me into thinking that I'm just watching a documentary. Right. And then of course like another event in the story would happen. Like, oh right, 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 right. These are actors. Right. This <laughs> like, is a story. This yeah. Is a story. Exactly. This is a film. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it, you you almost you forget. And then like when they do the credits, they show them all filming and you realize like, oh yeah, they're all just in the nineties. <laughs> Yeah, like, this is 1999. The, like fucking yeah, Third Eye Blind like, is on the radio right now. Yeah, they're all just dressed up in modern outfits, and it's yeah. like I, you know, like you feel your own like racism sneak in. Where I was like, oh yeah, I guess they wouldn't just be like a tribe. <laughs> like they're just wearing modern clothes and just well, being not, part of society. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's part of it, but it's also part of the. Um, I mean, the film itself is just right, feels it's so authentic. It's, yeah, because it's presented in such a docu documentary way. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is. Yeah. It really is a docudrama. I think. Yeah. So the the basic outline of the story, and I I think if you are like a you know a film nerd, film student, or like like hearing about you know like indigenous tribes and history and stuff, then this is for you. Um, there's again some rough scenes. Yeah. Um, but I don't think this is not a, like a throw on Sunday morning to relax movie. Um, I don't think maybe it is. I don't know. Um, but you get my point. But like the broad strokes of this film is I, I, I pitched it to you to, um, as just a guy whose dick keeps getting him into trouble, which is a little simplistic. Um, but it's it's this um, main character, um, Atana Jot and his brother, whose name I actually forget. Oh, um, um, and there's do, 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 do. Oki is, is his romantic rival. It's his his brother is a, a mock jock. A mock jock. And he's like really um, strong. 
Yeah, he's strong, and um, Atanaja is fast. The yes. fast runner. Yes. Um, and yeah, it starts as a flashback of this idea of, like, I think a curse that's setting in, or like with well, the, the, the elders of the family. This, so this weirdo, this, this like weird shaman who, nope, he's like, they, call, they keep calling him a stranger. Yeah. Uh, so he comes to their their camp basically and kills the chief. Like kills um not their dad. Um but he he kills the chief and then uh basically puts this other guy sorry in charge and like that dude's entire family wants to destroy Atanajat and his it like his like we meet right. we meet his like mom and dad and his his dad's kind of like has a really has having really bad luck and he's kind of like the laughing stock of the camp because he can't catch anything so they're giving him shit right. all the time and he's like well when my sons grow up they're gonna stop making fun of me um and um <laughs> their uncle goes off into the wilderness by himself basically right um and and that's important for later uh. <laughs> Yes, but yeah. So it's like it's the begin. It's like the stranger basically comes in, and the the voiceover is talking about how like it introduced evil. So it was like this idea that like you could. I, I think what what the idea of this evil they refer to it a few times at the end of the movie. They're like, we have to get this evil out of our families so that we can finally live together again. I think the idea is that the shaman coming in and just killing the chief and putting Sori in charge kind of gave Sori's family for the rest of the movie. The idea that they can just kill and, and take and get ahead to do whatever they want. Yeah. And like you said, it's these two families that are yeah. rivaling um, kind of around the women. Women women are not treated well in this. Um, no. I don't think that's lost on the movie, but they also don't call attention to it. Like, I would argue the um, the character, I think her name is Punya. Um Oh, Pooja, Pooja, Pooja. She's getting a raw fucking deal in this. Well, like she's getting treated like shit. She um, also sucks, Dave. She does suck. She does she, suck. She straight up gets his brother killed. Yes, that's <laughs> tries true. to get them she, both murdered. That's true. She rats him out. Yeah, it's more. Well, it's, of not, like, it's not that she rats him out. She lies. She like oh, she, in, lies, she, she right. invents a story that a, that a, 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 a Tanajat was going to kill her. Um, and really what it was is they, she, she and his brother were having sex and the family got mad and kicked her out of the camp. Right. So she goes running back to her family and was like, like, he beat me up. And then they go over there to murder him and they kill his brother and he runs off to the wilderness. And that's, that's the story. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's uh, such a good scene. Um, yeah, I guess. That's a wild scene. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was more thinking of like, uh, he marries two women he sure and then he does. gets so mad with one of them sleeps with his brother and yeah. i'm like come on man are we swingers or are we not yeah we swing you know? I, yeah it's i don't know it's it's a it's it's not a it's a society that you know it's like a lot of societies well they say uh, they say at one point like amok jack's wife says to 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 poo to Pooja, she's like you're not even supposed to look at your brother-in-law so it's clear that there's right. like some really strict like you know, you can men have multiple wives, but like they're still incredibly strict um, yeah. rules it's, it's on a, the women. Yeah, it's again, it's like a five thousand, five thousand right. year old or whatever. This is supposed to be the it's dawn a, of the first millennium. Yeah, so. it's a misogynist society, is the point. So, like, I couldn't help but to notice that again. It's not like right. the oh, movie well, is. Yeah, of course it is. Is like. It's, saying how great it is they're just it's that again this is what the story is yeah. you know they're reenacting a story and they changed one aspect which um we'll get to so basically like um I was just, yeah I, they, I, I, when i said of course it is i just meant like most ancient yeah, civilizations exactly. were misogynist yeah 
it, it or at feels least like a, a biblical. A, at least a great many of them were. It feels like a biblical story. Like it feels like it's true. Yeah, this um, is kind of a biblical. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's two brothers, two warring families. Basically, one of the brothers marries the sister from the other family. Or it's, uh, oh, I don't know if. Um, um, no, no, she's not the sister. That would be no uh, the. Oki, Sori's son Oki, and Oki's kind of the main antagonist. He's betrothed to her, but she's in love. Atuat, I believe her name is. Yeah. Yes, Atuat. He's betrothed to Atuat. She's in love with with a, a, a Tanajat, and he's in love with her. Um, so yeah. he ba- they basically have to do this like fight ritual to fight over yeah. her. <laughs> they play punches. I love, by the way, they re- my favorite really, thing about They really this are movie. kind of playing the slap game. Like, yes. It's just, uh, one of the right, things I love. still, I'm going to fucking club you in the head. <laughs> this movie doesn't shy away from the realization that like, like, like people are jackasses no matter what year you, it is. My favorite. Because, oh, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, that, oh, that reminded just, me of something. They're just jackasses. They're just bros. They're, they're talking about like lifting a rock and imagining it's a woman's butt. And I'm like, what is it? All right, and they're just like they're just like punching each other. They're just calling each other uh, names, um, and it's and it's all kind of petty. It's and like it's very it, petty. It's very inglorious. Like the thing that popped yeah. in my mind when you said this movie just presents everybody like kind of jackasses is when Oki and his two stickmen are sneaking up on Atanashat's yes. uh, a tent to stab him and his brother to death. Uh, and they're kind of doing the creepity creep and like stealth ops. One of them straight up trips and falls on his face and yes. gets right back and up I and really, is running I, after the other guys. I really appreciate that. Me too, because, because it, it, it shows, it humanizes it. it sh- it's not like this huge epic yeah. story or like this this glorious uh, uh, fight but feud between these two families. It's just a bunch of petty assholes being stupid and making impulsive decisions. <laughs> Right, it uh, takes a mythology, and yeah. it's like this is probably what it looked like. Yeah, um, and it's that idea of like people, you know, don't change too much. Um, I mean, there's people some are people. Like, thing. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah, and so that's what's happening is like. Um, it's like it, yeah, it, it reminded as, me. It reminded me of the end of Unforgiven, where this is a weird connection, but follow. Bear with me. When Clint, sure. when Clint Eastwood is finally like drunk off his ass, he's like, "Fine, I'm murdering everybody." Like when he kills Gene Hackman and everybody else in the end of Unforgiven, we've heard like w- uh, about the whole movie about what an incredible badass he was and an incredible gunslinger. He kills them all right. with like blind luck. Like he yeah, almost exactly. gets killed like five times because he's drunk and clumsy and not paying attention. It's just they all keep fucking up. And part of it is they're fucking up because they're intimidated by his mythology, like what they've heard about him. Right. And so it's like the... I that idea I, I really like where it's like, well, when you actually see something that's been talked up so much, it's like you forget that it really is just a person. So it's like, right. it's not like a team of elite assassins. It's just three bros who are like pissed off at this guy they don't like. And now they have an excuse to go fuck him up. That's yeah. It's and like, they it's pretty like much say that. Right. You're They're like, like you're, I, I should have killed him before. I'm, yeah, yeah. You're watching three guys in a pickup truck, basically. Yes. <laughs> pulling a hundred percent. are. <laughs> Who aren't thinking it through no. fully. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And what they do is they stab the tent and kill uh, Atanjanat's brother. A mock shock. Yeah, they kill his brother. Yeah. And I, I, I want to talk about that scene, but first just to wrap up the overall story, I guess. Um, and the difference is it's the cycle of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ends with him surviving, 
getting back to the village where um, he runs up. Well, he runs off into the wilderness and runs into his uncle and stays with them through the winter. Basically, he's there for a few months and then he comes back to the camp. Yeah. Yeah, and Oki is at the camp. He has since killed the father. He's killed his um, own father. It was Yeah, he made it seem like an accident. Well, everybody knew. <laughs> yes. It's real cold bloody. He stabs he him stabs and then he's just like, Oh no, he, he fell, fell on his knife. <laughs> and they take Everyone's him like, All right. they take him back to the 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 camp on a sledge and he just has this gigantic knife sticking out of the center of his <laughs> chest. And it's like he fell on his knife and it's like, Yeah, man. <laughs> sure he did. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's what we're going with. Okay. Right. Fine. He fell on his knife. Oh, huh? that's the best yeah. you could come up with. <laughs> and basically, this camp is like, well, we need someone to run the show here. Um, and as they're deciding to for it to be Oki, um, Atanjanat um, shows back up, or Atanajat. Sorry, Atanajat, Atanajat shows yeah. up. Um, and with, with his uncle and his uncle's family. Yeah. Yes. And what happens is. Uh, the, the, there's uh, magic at play because he. Um, this is where he gets bewitched by a rabbit. Um, Oki does, and he becomes like really docile. Uh, and his crew is kind of like, "What's going on? Are we gonna fucking kill Atanajat here? Like, this is sort of a we got a real like Kill Bill situation here. Like, we we tried to kill this guy. Yeah, uh, and we he's killed here. his brother. We chased him <laughs> naked through miles yeah. of ice." <laughs> Pretty sure this guy's gonna fuck us up. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm sure he's sure not enough, happy he's about like, what happened. Yeah, and sure enough, he's like, "Hey guys, you want to go in this igloo with me?" <laughs> and, and like, they're like, "I guess." Yeah, Oki's again, like, Oki "Yeah, is, man, let's do it." Yeah, Oki's bewitched at this point um, right. because I believe the aunt it's prayed. E- it's the it's to the shaman or uh, it's the I can't remember who it was, but one of them, either the uncle, the aunt, or the dad does a ritual with these rabbit's feet that yeah. uh, she gave to the uncle before he went off to the wilderness because um, it was like her father's lucky rabbit feet or something. Um, yeah. So one is... of them does a ritual related to the rap because he t- when when um, Atanashad is about to go back, like his uncle's like, you, I'll handle the spiritual element of it. You got to handle the, the physical. So I think it's him that does the spell, but it's basically they do yeah. a rabbit spell on Oki to like make him dumb, basically. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so that's important to me because I think it helps the ending. The new ending helps with this because um, basically he ties antlers to his feet. He puts them in an igloo that's all ice on the bottom, and he fucks all three of them up. Yeah, he beats the hell shows. out of them with a club. Yeah, and it's it's real. It's a it's a real cool idea. Mm-hmm. And he basically is like, it stops here. Violence stops here. You know, they eject them from the... Um, yeah, they all, the whole family the gets, gets kicked out of the camp, yeah. Yeah, but they do a ritual to, like, um, cast out the shaman, the, the evil-ness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's about breaking the cycle of violence. Um, people have talked about, like, why they changed it. There was um, one person, like, theorized that it's because Inuit, um, they apparently have a lot of uh, Christianity, like, now in their... And contemporary tribes and stuff and it's the concept of forgiveness i would also argue it's just a better story narratively because had he killed them all it would have felt like a cop-out because the guy's just bewitched yeah. so it just feels like uh deus ex rabbit you know like it needed because he's handed the revenge right it's just yeah. like given to him yeah so he kind of needed to reject it um 
I I think narratively it's just a I think it's it's more satisfying. Yeah, it's a better story. Yeah, because otherwise it's like he kills them, and it's like yeah, I could kill them in that situation. Yeah, and, don't, and don't get me wrong, I wouldn't have been sad, but like no, 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 of course not. They yeah. all sucked, but like I'm I appreciate I, I like this ending much better. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like he embraces them. They get no, cast they get out. they get fucking yeah, yeah ejected. <laughs> yeah, it still feels like people get what's coming to them. It yes. just makes sense in the story that they're telling to break the cycle of violence rather than continue it. That just makes more sense yeah, in general. I think so. Yeah, it's a better story. Yeah. Um the thing I've been glossing over is I I just the the my okay. The chase scene? My yeah, my view on this is this might be the single best chase scene in a movie I've seen. It's really um, good. Yeah. Uh, so we we've been talking about it is that the 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 um Oki stabs the tent kills the brother and then um the, our fast runner uh Atanajot bolts out of the tent and they chase him on the ice the thing that makes this significant he is completely naked yeah uh balls out dick out everything out Bare we feet. see it all yeah bare feet and so it's just a foot chase. It's just three guys chasing one guy. But what makes it so incredible is it's just a fucking ice wasteland. And one of the people, the person being chased, is completely fucking naked. And he's going through all these puzzle, puddles like he's falling. Some of them like are just puddles. Is, Some of yeah, them are straight up into the ocean below. Yes, that's true. Or whatever and they're he, running across. Yeah, he so, jumps. Yeah. He jumps like a crevasse at the end to get away from them. Right, because they, um, they're they're basically chasing him towards it. Like as the chase begins, yeah. it becomes clear. Like he takes off like a shot, and they're all yeah. laden down with their furs and their gear. So it's clear they're never going to catch him. But like Oki is so determined, he's having them still pursue him, and he basically says he's gonna he's gonna hit the crevice and not be able to get past it. And that's like the big fissure in the ice that you're talking about that he has to leap over because Oki right. assumes that they're just going to flush him into that and he won't be able to get across it. And now we got him. Yeah. It's also a real rock bottom. If you're getting chased yeah. naked mm. in an icy tundra <laughs> by three dudes, yeah. that's you've done, you've done fucked up. Something happened. Your life. Something went wrong. Something happened. <laughs> yeah. Something really went wrong. Um, it's, it's brutal. And it's so simple. They like the way they present the chase where like, they're all at like a steady jog. Like they stop to drink water uh, they all do. They like because they realize they're in it for the long haul, right? So they're just like the best. The it, best part of that is is Atanashat does it first, and like he yeah. comes to the puddle and kneels down and starts drinking when Oki is like a hundred yards away yeah. from him. But he knows he has enough time because he knows as long as he keeps moving, Oki will never catch him. He's too heavy. He's too slow. Right. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, as as he's running, his feet start getting more bloody. Uh, it's just, it's really intense and it's really well shot. Um, yeah. And it's again, it, it's it's keeping with that idea of they're kind of all jackasses because like nobody looks good in this chase. Nobody looks cool no. in this chase. There's nothing cool about it's it. It's really, really desperate on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, they just want to stab him to death with walrus tusks. Right. And, and he's he is just, just naked. He is just running for his fucking life. Yeah. He's like. been awake for like three minutes. Uh, this is his morning. <laughs> this is just how his morning is starting. Yeah. And he's he's butt naked. It's cold. So uh, it's yeah. not flattering. No. Um, uh, he's fucking yeah. flying across yeah. the ice. <laughs> he's, he's, just he's moving so fast. Yeah. 
He's running like a guy who doesn't want to be stabbed to death. He's running like a guy who doesn't want to die naked yeah, in, the, exactly. in the snow. It's really something. Like if any, if you watch any part of this movie, watch the chase. Yeah, watch the chase because it is. It, as far as I'm concerned, it's up there. It's it's up there in like top five chase scenes. It's, I mean, least. it's easily the most memorable part of the movie too. It is, yeah. yes. That's how, when I first watched this movie, the person who showed it to me was like, there's a chase scene in this movie that you're not going to fucking forget. And yes, I never forgot this chase scene. It's pretty unbelievable, I never, yeah. Yeah, I didn't forget. A, like, I remembered a lot of this movie, but that was the thing that, like, yeah, this it's a man Dis- being fucking chased on the ice while naked. Dis- I mean, yeah, despite its length and its kind of real... Um, pace? I don't know the, the right adjective. I don't want to say self-indulgent, because that's not right... But yeah. it's just really focusing on the, the lifestyle and the living of it. So I just say, despite its length and its kind of slower pace, the story is, there's not a lot of beats to it. It's pretty simple. Um, right. It, so it yeah, just, I'm, I'm, it, not, I'm not surprised you remembered most of the details. It, even yeah, after it feels 20 kind years. of, it feels almost like an epic. Because like, I, I always think of like Dr. Zhivago as a movie that like, that movie is so long and it takes place over so much time. And all it is, is a love story. And nowadays, we don't make movies like that. We don't say, oh, the, the, a love between these two people is worth making a five-hour movie for, right? And obviously, uh, that's simplistic for Dr. Zhivago. Other things happen in that movie. But that's the main thing we're watching in that film. Yeah. Um, and it's a way of telling a bigger story through this um, smaller kind of um, personal situation so this feels similar to that right where it's like we're just talking about two families but it's in such a big place and such a big like stakes you know where like it's just so easy to die here and of course they after this chase they assume he's dead we get a great scene where um I love that scene where he goes to the he finds the uncle right and hides oh they hide and him in the seaweed sh- and Oki's yeah. pissing on him yeah, and Oki shows up, pisses on him, mm. and then he's about to leave, and the uncle's like, you guys want some eggs? And I was just, <laughs> a, a ton of jot, just like, I was could hear him under there, like, Jesus fucking Christ, really? Like, the he just, like, has them chill out and stay a little longer. Um, it's a great scene. Like, he's just abused. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the point being that it's like, it's not, it, it feels like, like, it has Lord of the Rings type scale, like that scene reminded me in Lord of the Rings where they're all running mm-hmm. across this landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such a small story. Like we're saying, these guys are basically in a pickup truck. Um, and I, I don't know. There's something really cool about that, right? Yeah. It's real cool. Cool movie. <laughs> it's real cool. And I do get like, yeah, like watching it again. Again, I get, I get that it feels long because it takes its time where like you'll watch like you know the part where he's like his second wife he's flirting with her it feels like a 10 minute scene where they're just like hanging out like it almost feels like um like a little mumblecore where like it's just like watching these characters kind of like relax and have casual conversations right, they have like a, and prep food they have like a cute romantic interlude for about 10 or 12 minutes of the movie where they go off to hunt caribou right he like picks her up and runs in circles. Yeah. There's some awkward, awkward flirting in this. Um, but again, it feels like these people aren't quite, it doesn't feel like all of them are actors. Um, I well, mean, they're so, doing fine. Yeah. 
Maybe not professionally, for sure. But there seems like there's these scenes where they're kind of shooting the shit in a way that feels more natural. Yeah. Where that's where you feel like you're watching a documentary. Mm-hmm. I love the ritual at the end, because you know they're high as shit, where it's just two old guys making animal sounds. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> making the walrus noises. Yeah, just high. The higher, higher than anybody's ever been. Yeah. I also loved when they were doing the dance where, like, they the two guys have to, like, each one has to hook a finger in the other's mouth and they yeah. spin around. Yeah. Again, it really depicts the idea of, like, okay, so you're in the middle of nowhere. You're at, like you said, the edge of the world. You're in igloos. All you can do is survive. How do you entertain yourself? Uh, you just do stuff. It's just, like, you just see who can hit each other the most or you sing songs or you dance. Um, and it really showed, like, I felt like it really kind of showed the boredom <laughs> a little bit. And the way, like, these people, like, can build these rivalries because it's a very, you know, small and, group of people. And the, and the reason why you can't just, because of rival, like, they can't just, like, pack up and move. Like, you depend right. on the group for survival. So it's like, <clears throat> they couldn't just, even after what happened, they just sort of have to, like, kind of accept it. Because what's the alternative? Oh, we go off two or three of us into the wasteland alone and right. probably die. It's not it so like, it's like what yeah, I yeah. like about it is it doesn't belittle this, um, these people or this time by making them seem very human. Like this, this could take place in a mall. They do. You see, know what they, I mean? They're, they're very, very modern. Right. And, uh, and, 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 the, um, and, the, and the way they speak and behave and yeah. Right. At least in the subtitles, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm glad they did it that way. And I'm glad it feels like it almost feels kind of petty, but also like they're not all shitty people. There's good people. There's bad people. There's like, you know, like, again, it's like it's clicky. Um, but at the end, of course, they choose nonviolence, which is all ultimately saying like, you know, like, yeah, they're, they're these people aren't. Like, they, again, it all feels very relatable, very human, and very emotional in a way that isn't belittling, but rather just um, makes them feel real. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that about this, because I think a story like this could easily be done in a way to make, like, to, to, to go the opposite way. And part of it is, like, the lower budget in this real location. Um, because, again, it's shot on digital, and you can tell. You can really tell. Oh yeah! Um, oh yeah! There's I'm a, sure it's since there's a couple of shots in particular where it's like you can see the outline of the lens. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't really matter. No, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because it's a it's an interesting everything, story. It's everything, a compelling world. Every landscape we're seeing is like incredible. Right. Yeah. Normally, these are places like Christopher Nolan is creaming his pants watching this. Oh yeah. Like, it's just like, these are locations that other filmmakers would, would, would love to shoot at. Uh, and so it's just, I don't know. It's really cool to watch. It's a, I don't know. It's, it's a, again, this film is fascinating because mm -hmm. like I've watched it twice in the last 20 years and that feels like enough. Like it's not, it's not a fun movie. No, um, it's no, got that, it that chase. Right. It's, it's kind of intense. It's, it's kind of upsetting. It's, um, it's, 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 I think it's, it's, it's uh, maybe not really slow. intense, but it's pretty intense. Like you, yeah. especially with the tension that you feel building up in the conflict between the two families. So like when the finale finally comes around, you're like, Jesus, man, I don't like, I hope this turns yeah, out exactly. okay for everybody. 
Right, where you're like, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen here. They're both yeah. they're once they both converge again at the end, you're like, shit. Yeah, shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ah, shit. I mean, that's what Oki's uh, uh, stickmen say. They're like, what are we gonna do? He's like, what do you mean? He's like a friend. We'll invite him back in the camp. And like, right. I think Oki ate too much of that rabbit because he's talking crazy shit right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> this dude's Fucking gonna rabbit. kill us. Fucking haunted rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, when he's like, oh, I've got some fresh meat back in my igloo. Oki, you and your two buddies come first. He's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, one of the friends, the friends like, should be uh... like, we need to go. Like, <laughs> yeah, they should be like, listen, Oki, uh, we love you, man. We're going to let you just go get murdered here because we. Okay. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> the other guy and I have been talking. Um, we're concerned uh, yeah. with your decisions, your decision making process as of late. Yeah. I don't know how to say this, but we think you were bewitched by a rabbit. So, I know that's uh, weird, but we're, we're going to invoke. Uh, what is it? I forget. I joke died, uh, but it's whatever amendment <laughs> it is when you have to <laughs> take the president out of office. Oh yeah, yeah, unfit. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're gonna we're gonna uh, need we're gonna need the that chief necklace back, man. Yeah. You're not you're not you're not making the you're right decisions gonna... right now. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing else to say. It's a fun movie. Well, uh, well, I, I, fun's <laughs> the wrong got word. Just done saying it wasn't fun, but yeah, it's a fun movie. Get the kids together, watch the movie. It's definitely no. It's it's a it's a man. What a, it's a quite an experience to watch it. It really um, is. Like, Again, like it's a very said, unique film. Can't recommend it for everybody. There is some actual animal abuse in it. Yes. Um. There's you know. It's raw. It's, yeah. it's very again. It's something that you kind of have to um, watch from almost like a, you know, like a like a fucking um, detached. Just remember the context uh, like, of it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that'll uh, help. And I mean, those dogs are long dead. All of the all of the animals in this. So yeah. I don't know if that makes you feel better. Mm. It's a twenty year old film. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty two at this point. Twenty two. Yeah. It's and I mean, just... even older technically. They filmed it in ninety nine. Right. Yeah, it took like three years or something yeah, to film yeah, because it of didn't, course it, it didn't. Did. It didn't premiere until two thousand one. Yeah, um, but it, yeah, it's it's. I get why it got hugely good reviews and stuff because it was just. I, I think it, it's so it, unlike I anything think, else I've seen. Right, and it still isn't. That's the thing. Twenty years later, it's still unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, that's what's kind of incredible about it. Is it's just like, um. No one else has made a movie like this. Although the filmmaker did go on to actually make more movies like this. But at the time, um, no one had made a movie like this. And it's still incredible to watch. So I, as from a, like a film perspective, um, again, if you're into you know movies, film history or history or cultures and stuff like that, it's just a really fucking rewarding watch. Um, but if you're just like, you know, you're at a party and you want to throw it on, which is funny because I watched this at the punk house I lived at. Just a bunch of punks getting drunk, getting together, watching this watching movie. Watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. Really having but an experience did, together. We did that. We had like geek movie nights. So it made more sense at the uh, yeah, time, but it's my very friends funny. Were doing the same thing. We'd get yeah. fucking hammered and watch some weird uh, surreal right. art film that we found at the video store. Yeah. Like I get it. Yeah. But if you're having like a slumber party, maybe don't throw this on. You know, uh, it's a it's a heavy movie. Yeah, but very good. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 so. I really enjoyed this. Um, yeah. yeah. I wasn't quite sure what did. to expect going it's, into it. Yeah. It's I, I had having already seen it. I, I I had that with me, but I knew that this was a movie that's like you start watching, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> what is this? Because again, it's so different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, uh, Atana Jot, the fast runner. Um. Get it today on iTunes, which is again weird. Like this is not a small movie. It should no, be it wasn't available. at all. Uh, maybe it's just maybe that's just a, the state in America. Like maybe yeah, it's, I'm sure this is probably widely available in Canada. Oh yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um, so yeah, thank you, Stephen. Thank, thank you, you Stephen. for uh, 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 making us watch this movie. Sure. Uh, we appreciate you. We we love you deeply, intensely. Yeah, we'll go that like, far. Too much. Yeah, yeah it's too really much. uncomfortable, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was through our Patreon, patreoncom slash unemployed. G A M E F U L L Y unemployed. Uh, you know, we have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spiel Boys. Uh, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. This is not a movie we will be watching. No, for a number we will of reasons. Not <laughs> be watching this movie. Um, not going to happen. Unless we're really mad at them. <laughs> Unless we're like, all right, everybody's gone too far. We're putting on a ton of jot and everybody's being quiet. Nobody's going to talk. Watching it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. absorb uh, this piece of art. <laughs> Point is, check out our Patreon. Yeah, please do. We also have a store. Head over yeah. to GameplayUnemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. So you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your betusked peepers onto that. Yeah. Your big animatronic walrus tusk peepers. I, so mad we didn't see that walrus. It's the it's the biggest reveal of the movie. Is the animatronic walrus in the end credits? I I really hope it was like a really dumb scene. Like while naked, he like fights and kills the walrus. Yeah. Or the walrus talks to him or something. And they watch the movie and they're like, "Why is this scene in this? This is the only scene like this. Why would we do this?" I don't know. Walrus <laughs> Maybe the walrus cocaine. just didn't look that good. Has the voice of Quentin Tarantino. They get him just for the scene. Oh, no. Like an audibly yeah, coked out Tarantino. It is 99. A coked out Tarantino, I guarantee, has watched this movie while talking about it to a group of people, right? Like, he, we, people have... There's got to be a person who's had an insufferable night with Quentin Tarantino playing this movie for them. Yeah, that is... Is ab- that fair? No, that's absolutely happened. 